Geordie. Michelle, Michelle Margarita. I'm Geordie Gron. You're Michelle. Hi, hi. I'm the happy nice New one. Year. Oh my You're God. You're the mean now one. Now that's not a happy new year now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But first, I I think I need to make an apology to Jen. Yes, Michelle, I think you do. So I had Jen call me and she said, oh, well, I loved that New Year's Eve podcast. She said, I was shocked. I was as shocked as Geordie when you said Fanny Juice. And I was shocked. Michelle, you let yourself down. You let yourself down. You let us all down. What she said to me, I don't know. She said, I don't know what Andres is going to think of you. Thank God he doesn't listen to it. Otherwise, he'd be thinking, who have I got myself mixed up with? (laughs) I have to admit, I did almost fall off my chair. But um, I hope that the listeners can uh, can forgive Michelle's. Um, well, she just forgot that it's probably called something other than you've just said it again now. Just, let's just call it what it is, Michelle. It's a discharge. Oh, I think that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Well, I need to make an apology as well because I unfortunately said, uh, said that there was a centenary in Australia, and then you put the ad up, which was celebration of a nation in 1988. It was a bicentenary. The white settlers arrived. 200 years before. That's right. Yes. yes. Cap- not Captain James Cook. It was when they sent the other ones out. So it was, I think it was Philip, Captain Arthur God Philip. Knows. I, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> well, people do know. It's part of our history, Michelle. We ought to know it. Yes. So we, that's how they, they had tall ships coming into the harbour and it was a big celebration of a nation. Now, I have to say the ad was interesting because who did you recognise in that ad full of Australian stars of the 80s? There was John English, old panda eyes. Oh, I saw John English. He was all right. Um, Delvine Delaney. I was going to say Delvine Delaney. She looked she looked quite pretty she back then. Was a lovely all blonde, yes. fresh face. And that was pretty much it. That's I didn't know who was singing. I didn't know who anyone no, else was. No, me either. <laughs> Another quick apology to the listeners because yes. we, we had are just suggested- so sorry. For our existence. Um, we did say that we were going to do a hometown murders, extra droppings. And we have decided that actually we're not going to do it because it's we've spooked the fuck out of ourselves basically on that one. Because it turns out this is super sleuthing, not by us, but by loyal listeners all over all over this planet. We have decided that not to do a, an extra dropping, basically because dude is out, we think. So if that's the case, you know what, it... I kind of feel like he's done his time there. You know, people, there's a prison system for a reason. And I don't really want to be digging up anymore on that particular subject. I'd like to just leave him to live his life. And then we'll move on and talk about other people's horrible stories <laughs> or other stories. Or Ben Mendelssohn. You'll wonder why we're talking about him all the time. I'll just say one thing. He is our patron, patron saint. I want to say patron no, that, that's really not right. No, that's not the right way. <laughs> Patron. 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 I've got some Ben Mendelssohn facts to kick off the show today, Michelle. Do you really? All right, go Do for it. Do you remember that we said we were going to acquaint ourselves with his back catalogue? Yes, mm. and in fact, I did watch a movie. What did you watch? I re-watched The Year My Voice I Broke. I couldn't find it anywhere. Well, you've got to go to the illegal streaming oh. sites. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I did that, obviously. No, no, you wouldn't have done that. Of course not. No. I'm an upstanding citizen. But no, I, I rewatched it and I... Tell me about it. Loved, oh, God, it was just so beautiful. Re- literally from the opening scene where you have this spectacular sunrise in Braidwood 
It is a, a really the... gorgeous little town. Let me just quickly interrupt you. I love Braidwood and Mongalo yeah, and the surrounding areas. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. I mean, it and you know, this was filmed in I think well eighty seven. Was it same as the Pike murder? Ooh. Yes, and um, it it's just so beautiful. I mean, like. The southern tablelands, so stark and desolate, with these beautiful gum trees. You see the heat shimmering on the on film, and it's such a, a beautiful coming of age film, but really kind of sad. Too. Oh, don't tell me what happens because I've never seen no, it. I won't, but Ben Mendelsohn's hilarious because he's basically the town thug and he's a bit thick in this film. I mean, like, totally buff. It's funny he's- you should say that. <laughs> Okay, what have you got? <laughs> well, I, I um, you know, I keep making comments that he guest starred in a country practice. Now, that's just me being facetious because a country practice, in case you aren't Australian or if you're under 30, you won't know what it is. It's it's a sleepy <laughs> little town called Wandon Valley. It's one of those Aussie soap operas that was on of an evening, like 7.30. My whole family used to sit down to watch it. We loved it. I particularly love to sing along to the theme tune like this. Uh, country practice, uh, country practice. <laughs> Lorraine Wenzel. Even... No, what was it? Lorraine Desmond, Brian <laughs> Wenzel, Jane Portier. <laughs> we used to do that. But I loved it. And he, I thought, now, of course he hasn't. I looked through his CV. He hasn't put a country practice down on his CV. Thanks, Ben, for not doing that. Because I had to read through a country practice timeline which was about okay. an hour of my life lost. And I discovered such facts as Baz Luhrmann guest starred. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Nicole Kidman's guest starred. And I remember yeah. her episode. I think she was glue sniffing. <laughs> oh, my God. But the thing is, they don't put, I mean, it was a rite of He did guest star. Rite of passage. He did it. But it, he did. Yes. That's what I mean. Thanks, Ben, for not putting it on your CV. You could have saved me a lot of time. I thought he was in Flying Doctors. You made a joke about that and I thought, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But actually, I think he was in an episode of Flying Doctors. I didn't used to watch that one. We didn't get that. We only had no, two me- stations in our little town. Yeah, me too. We only had two. But I remember Flying Doctors. Maybe it was from reruns. I don't know. But apparently Ben was in an episode of Flying Doctors. Oh, really? Probably is the town thug which I'll get to in a minute. But just before we move on from a country practice, I wanted to say that I once met the stars of a country practice at the point where I didn't care anymore. I was probably about 15, 16. My friend Nat and I got um, went to, got dropped off at the Nelligan Fun Day and there were some stars like Brian Wenzel, who played the town cop, who was married to Shirley, who was the local receptionist of the vet practice, which was all about... And we walked around with water pistols and signs that said Brill on one side and Dull on the other. And we thought we were hilarious. So Brian talked to us and said, what's that you got there, a water pistol? And we were like, Dull <laughs> or Brill with our signs. So ridiculous. I'm a little bit embarrassed about that. But listen, I didn't watch A Year My bro- What's it called? Of the Year, the year My, my Voice broke. broke or Bloodline or anything amazing that he's been in. I did, however, watch the trailer for The Henderson Kids. <laughs> which was I don't even remember Ben that. Mendelssohn's breakout role is about two city teens whose mum gets hit by a truck so they have to move to Haven Bay population 300 it's a seaside town probably very similar to where I grew up and their uncle who has to care for them is the local cop so that means that the bad boy gang led by Ben Mendelssohn 
Oh, he's a bad boy. They don't like the cops' kids. So there's one scene where he goes, you two better watch out. We don't like Henderson's around here. <laughs> I loved it. And he's wearing a denim jerkin and he's bashing his BMX into the Henderson's. What's a jerkin? It's a little cut-off denim jacket. Like a little a jerkin. It's like, like a little a gilet. vest. Like a gilet, yeah. Oh, a little denim jacket. He's rocking the gilet. But he didn't, I don't think he might. <laughs> oh, Kylie Minogue was in this one as well. And she was playing the town bike, I think. I'm not sure. She looked quite slutty. I'm not sure. Oh. No. Very dark dyed red hair and a lot of makeup. Oh, she sounds like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> no, really? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got dyed red hair. Because remember, back in those days, she had the curls. I loved those curls. Well, I like Nicole Kidman's curls. I actually That's begged talking Jen about. for a home. Who are oh, we I talking you... about? You said Kylie Minogue. Yeah, and then you said Nicole Kidman, didn't you? I said, yes, because you said Nicole, no, you said Kylie Minogue had red hair in this. Yeah, but it's not natural. It's dyed. Like yes, plum. but then she looks like Nicole Kidman. No, she doesn't look anything like Nicole Kidman. No. Oh, well, right. It's pre-work. Right. It's kindly pre-work, so she doesn't look anything like. Well, no, she looks normal. Yeah. <laughs> or like the town. Oh. The town. Smart mouth. Let's call her a smart mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got oh, some great dear. vintage colloquialisms in there like uh, grouse and oh, oh, grouse. your oh. dag. Oh, your dag. I yeah. remember dag. And what about this one, Michelle? You've got Buckley's. Oh, now, Buckley. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, it means no chance. Yeah. What is? You why do Buckley's, they say mate? Buckley's though? No idea. No idea. No idea. But do you remember when you when um some but you you'd get really upset about someone and so and then your friend would be like, oh, oh. stop being so cut, 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 and cut, cut, and, and they do, do the, the little scissors, scissors action. Yeah. Oh, Michelle's oh, man, cut. So cut. Michelle's oh, she's cut. So cut. Oh, Michelle, Michelle, have a tear. Have a tear. Have a tear. And then you never you, did that one. No? Oh, Michelle's no. having a tear. No? No. No, no. That was... What about get a big no. black dog up here? Did you have that one? Yeah, everyone had that I one. Eat. <laughs> young, get a big black dog. Young girls okay. saying that in the in the toilets, in the girls' toilets. That's terrible. Oh, you scrag. Mm. You mole. Mole. That's a... <laughs> mole, scrag. They were the ones. Oh, they were the worst. If you were a scrag. But then you could have a scrag. What? You could have a scrag. That means you'd yes, have a fight. Yes, girl fight was a scrag, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. a scrag. Yep, yeah. yep. Oh, the good old oh, days. Oh, they were the days. God knows how we got through them, Michelle. Such sensitive souls as you and I. I know. Well, you know, it, it's a bit... I don't know why, but I just thought about scungies. Oh, scungies were the little black pairs of pants that you put over your actual pants. So when the boys lift your skirt up, they don't get to see your actual pants. No, they just see a pair of scungies. A little pair of black netball knickers. Well, my, I mean, we had blue because we at Kayleen High, we had blue. But yeah, I had the blue scungies under, do you remember the sports skirts? Piggy skirt, sp- yeah. yeah. Flat yeah. front, yeah. Cl- weird clip, yep. clip fastening, pleats yep. all around I the to, back. Hated that They're expensive. Oh, I love them. I had to beg Jen, please, Jen, I need I need one of those PE skirts. You had to have one. It was Well, it no, was you could just uniform. wear your scungies. You, you could, could just, just wear walk your around scungies. in scungies. Well, for PE you could. So just pants and, and a vest. And a T-shirt. Yeah. That's practically naked. <laughs> yeah, but not when you're a kid. You just think they're scungies. Do you know what? Here in the UK, um, children pre a certain age, I can't remember how old. I certainly know that my older boy, Killian, he used to have to do PE in his pants and vest. They were all in their pants and vests. But listen, we're not here to talk about, reminisce about Australian school days, thank God. No. We've got no. a different subject to discuss today, haven't we? 
Yes, we do. And I think you should introduce it. Okay. I said to Michelle, I love fairies and elves and things like that. And I want to talk about um, the Icelandic fairies because um, I had a a mortgage advisor who was Icelandic. And when we bought our house, she said something about fairies. And I was like, what? She said, yeah, yeah, we all believe in fairies in Iceland. And I was like, huh? I thought she was pulling my leg. But I looked into it. And they, uh, they do. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I've I've told you before. You don't believe. I am not into fairies. I don't believe in them. I've never had any interest in them. Um, I don't think about fairies. I don't think they're real. Well, I've stopped thinking about fairies, but I used to love, and I still do love the idea of fairies, especially the Irish stories about fairy folklore and stuff but the Icelandic one is quite fascinating um and what let me just say one thing before we do kick off just in case we have any problems with the podcast Michelle my friend Moira your friend and mine Moira who we've mentioned before she has said that when other people have tried to discuss fairies on their podcast something always goes wrong the fairies get in yeah because do you know what when I was doing a little bit of research about fairies I always think of fairies as being, you know, sort of Tinkerbell, Peter Pan, lovely little kind fairies with wings. But no, they can be shady. Absolutely. I had no idea. Yeah. So do you want to hear about the the hula folk? Oh, that sounds very Swedish, actually. It's Icelandic. So apologies to all the Icelandic people out there while I murder your language. But uh, basically they are, hula folk mean hidden people. And they're also known as um, Olva or elves. Okay. So, yep. But actually, I think there's two. And they date, so there's either the Olva or the Huldefolk. And they date back to the Middle Ages in Iceland. And as okay. you may or may not know, I didn't know, but Iceland is a colony. Of what? Of who? It was colonized by the Norwegian and the Swedish uh, Vikings. Okay. And they're thralls. Do you know what a thrall is? No, I don't. It's uh, a slave, like a particularly women slave. Like you used to go and maraud and and capture, you know, all along the northern coast of the UK, Scotland, Ireland. They went and raided monasteries and killed everyone and took all the women and some of the men and they brought them back with all the gold back to um, start new countries like Iceland. And so... Iceland was mostly populated by Swedish, Norwegian and Gaelic, Irish, Scottish women. I mean, you'd have to be pretty desperate to go that far up and get that cold just to have a bit of land. Because I've never been to Iceland. Apparently it's gorgeous, but it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. So There's also the Faroe Islands as well, which is nearby. Oh, yeah. I'd like to go there. Okay. I'd like to go there too. So the Faroes also... Faroese also believe in these fairies and they're different. So not fairies, I'm going to call them fairies, they're the hidden folks. So the Faroese ones, they don't like electricity or crosses, churches or anything like that. And they're large large and grey with black hair. But the ones in Iceland are invisible. This is the hidden folk. They're invisible, hence they're hidden. But they look like us and they live amongst the rocks. And if if they want to be seen, they can be but they really are. Okay. So why are there two different types, I wonder? And are they actually that different? 
like the the Ulvar, uh, which are the elves. Um, okay. They, so they've got two lots. Uh, they say it's because after Christianization of Iceland, some would say that the hidden folk were Eve's unwashed children that she hid from God. And then when he found out, he said, what man hides from God, God hides from man. So he made them invisible. That's one of the expl- explanations. Yeah. Okay. But actually the folktales, which go way back before Christianization, tell of the Norse settlers, which I've just described to you from the ninth century and their Irish slaves Uh, So those Irish slaves would have brought all their lovely stories of elves and pixies and um, that kind of thing with them. So that's why there's two different entities. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So in... (laughs) Let me tell you something, though, Michelle, that you won't know. You will see, if you've never been to Iceland, you won't know that you will see elf houses around there and you must never throw a stone in case you hit... A hidden person. What do you mean by elf house? What do you mean they're everywhere? Well, there have are... you been, by the way? No, I haven't. But I looked at lots of documentaries and travel logs on YouTube for this. Um, okay. All and right. yeah, there are lots of little elf houses, but they've they've been made by people. Like, here's a little elf house. I mean, it's great for tourism. Of course. It's great for tourism. Of course. <laughs> and that ten percent of the people of the population do actually believe in them, like properly believe in them. Ten percent mm-hmm. don't. So that's equal, okay. 10% each yeah. way. The rest can't decide, but they won't say no for fear of upsetting the hidden folk and the Olva. Okay, so it's quite deeply entrenched in their culture. Absolutely, Michelle. Absolutely. Uh, there's okay. a bloke called Terry Gunnell who's an, he's an elf expert, but I called him an elf spurt. <laughs> I thought that was oh, quite God. funny. He says that the landscape of Iceland, and this makes absolute sense when you look at these documentaries and stuff, because oh, I really want to go there now. It's so dramatic. And when your home can be destroyed by things that you can't see, like maybe, you know, the weather, whatever, it's easier to explain the ability to believe in these little creatures, you see. And some people okay. are concerned, but it's good for tourism. Yeah, so yeah, some Icelanders think that they don't really want to be promoting this we believe in fairies because they want to be taken seriously you know yeah and they don't and they think that the rest of the world will will laugh at them but actually when you're in Iceland talking about fairies people won't people won't think that you're crazy if you see what I mean yeah I guess if it's a cultural thing and certainly you know I've seen some Icelandic crime dramas oh and what was that one called that we liked hidden trapped trapped not trapped. What? <laughs> One trap mind. Oh, trapped with that big, handsome bear of a man who's, who's the lead in it. Oh, I do love him. Um, he's the yeah, actor that's actually... in all the Icelandic shows. Of course, because he's, he's incredible. Oh, I love him. Um, he There was actually a scene in, I think it was series two, where... Uh, one of the elder ladies in the community was talking about... Elves? Uh not so much elves, but just this folkloric, you know, uh, nod to, I think, spirits and this this culture they have of believing in sort of the netherworld of, of, of spirits. And, oh, that's and, funny. I and don't the, remember that. Yeah, it was serious too. But I think also um, that you never know with translation. It could have been elf and maybe the translator was like, okay, that's too weird. <laughs> I'm not putting elf in. I'm going to put spirits like. I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah, there was, you know, it is very much a part of uh, of their culture. And it's the same, you know, it's the same in Sweden too, yeah. to a point. A little bit, oh. yeah. 
Well, they take it so seriously that during um, a road construction in 1971, a bulldozer broke down. The driver placed the blame on the elves living in the large rock that he was trying to bulldoze. Despite locals not being having been made aware of any elves living in the rock, newspapers ran with that story, thus starting the myth that Icelandic road construction was often impeded by elves. Okay. Do you know what? It is bizarre. That it's they bizarre believe in that? that grown people <laughs> in this day and age can think that an elf will block a road. I like the idea. Construction. And you'll and I'll tell you why in a minute because then later on in 1982 150 Icelanders went to the NATO base in here we go Keflavik, hopefully that's right, to look <laughs> for elves who might be endangered by American phantom jets and reconnaissance plane reconnaissance planes. So, you know, that is 150 Icelanders going to rescue some elves from the American <laughs> naval base. That's amazing, right? Oh, it's insane. 2004. It's nuts. There's more. Yeah. 2004, this aluminium company called Alcoa had to have a government expert certify that their chosen building site was free of archaeological sites, very much like the traditional owners in Australia when the miners come into Western Australia. Yeah. Uh, and that's fair enough. And we absolutely back that. And they believe in spirits, don't they? So They do. Yeah. Yes. Including, the, so basically the they had to get these experts in before they could start work to find out that there were no archaeological sites, including ones related to Hulda folk folklore, before they could build an aluminium smelter in Iceland. Okay, so do you know what? You were just talking about... Um, Australian. You know, Australian yeah. folklore for, you know, the Aborigines. And I, I think it's different because you're talking about sort of first Australians... And they have, there are, there are people, whereas, and they have these beliefs about, beliefs about spirits, but uh, the Iceland, Icelandic people. They're a colony. Well, but it's even, it's not as if they are harking back to like um, the first settlers or actually not even first settlers, for the people, the indigenous people of Iceland. Like the Samis or whoever were there. Yeah, first. yeah. It's not even, no, it's, it's not. not even that. So it just seems a bit nuts. I, I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I can't, I can't believe that it would really be such a strong cultural influence on a society. I know. Well, in bizarre. In 2011, elves or Huldefolk were believed by some to be responsible for an incident in Bolungarvik, don't know if I've got that right. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> where rocks rained down on residential streets. Rocks were raining down. You would have to be blaming some kind mm. of supernatural force for that. And if you already believed in elves, or if 10% of you did, the other 10% would be like, maybe. There's no other explanation. I would love to talk to an Icelandic person and, and ask them really what they think. And if there was something from their grandmother that influenced mm. them and if they believe it or not, because it just sounds insane. Do you know what? <laughs> Perhaps we should send this to um, the one Icelandic person that I know and I'll ask him to uh, get back to us. That's a good idea. I didn't if even think. Listening. Björkvin, his name is. Oh, oh, I love that name. You know him. Do, Do you remember I? we were sitting around in a pub once and we were talking about sheep's stomachs and rotting bits of shark meat? He was telling you all about the lovely things that you can eat when you visit. Uh, gotta go. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Great cuisine. Go now, hang on. Going back to the I want to talk more about this road construction, because in twenty thirteen, Michelle, 
proposed mm-hmm. pro- there was a proposed road construction and that was stopped as well because elf supporters and environmental groups protested stating that the road would destroy the habitat of elves and local cultural sites so basically the point of it all and i and i like this as a point is that it teaches the icelandic people and the government have to take heed because so many people are into it to have respect for for nature and the environment yeah but you can do that without believing in elves. <laughs> well, if you got to do what you got to do, you know, because a lot of people yeah, no, don't. They don't take it seriously. No, they don't. But you know, I and they've got such an amazing country, like you said before. They've got the Northern Lights. They've got geysers. They've got barren, rocky landscapes, lava fields, and these beaches with jet black sand. It's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really would love to go there, but I'd never make it past Sweden because... Because that's, that's where you've got to stop. <laughs> that's where we always have to stop. And I love it. I absolutely love well, one Sweden. One day when the, all the borders are open again. But I did hear today a very depressing uh, thing from an Australian friend, and that is that we can just forget about travelling at all until 2022. Yeah. I kind of thought that was pretty much the case. That's Especially going, going back home. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Anyway, but there's elf churches all around the country. What? Yeah. And they what have the hell? and those elf churches are attended by all of the different Hilda folk and all the different elves and elvers or whatever they're called and they have many different faiths just like we do. Okay. There's an elf garden in Reykjavik and there's a lady called Raga who has been a pal She's been pals with elves since she was little and she's got a little imaginary <laughs> friend and she loves to talk. I've seen her on about three or four different documentaries. So she communes with these guys constantly all day long. They help her to do tarot readings. They've given her recipes for tea that she likes to serve the people when they come to the elf garden. And best of all, there's an elf school. What the fuck? There's a website. <laughs> I'm going to read you a little bit from the website. Okay, It says, all right. are you interested in elves? Did you know that 54% of the Icelandic nation believes that elves exist? And would you love to spend one pleasant afternoon in listening to true stories of friendship between elves and hidden people and Icelanders in recent times and eat pancakes and drink coffee or tea in the the meanwhile? Then the elf school might be for you. Oh, my God. That's a selling point. I, I just... Pancakes and coffee? It's just PR nonsense. I, Come on. I think we're getting to the crux of the matter here, Michelle. <laughs> now, this elf school guy, the uh, the headmaster, whose name is so complicated, I'm not even going to attempt it. No, don't He's worry. also, like Ragger, he was in lots of the travelogues as well. He says that 90% of witnesses, people who've actually seen the elves, are psychic. There's, there's around 1,200 people who've said they've seen them. And there's, there are photos and gifts from the elves as proof and I guess you'll see them once you pay your admission fee to elf school of course you have to pay an admission fee I guess you don't get those pancakes for free no exactly pancakes cost money man anyway he says I've met more than 900 Icelanders and 500 foreigners from 40 countries that have been that have seen elves 380 (laughs) he's got lots of stats 380 have talked to them, 170 talked with them more than once, 65 or 70 have had a lifetime friendship with them, and 15 or 16 have been invited into their houses in another dimension, he says. Now, that's what they think. They are alongside us at all times in another dimension, but they seem to be aware of us, and only a certain percentage of, of us seem to be aware of them. 
Yeah, but this also connects back to yep. angels and spirits. You know, is it just shades of the same thing? Because, you know, maybe it doesn't matter what you call them. If you maybe you have to believe in, yeah, they reveal themselves to the believers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would never, I would have no, nothing reveal itself to me because I, I really don't believe in any of these. Oh, I, Michelle. I, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. Well, I really you am. you have to believe, I suppose, but it is fun to believe in them. But anyway, it this, is fun. this headmaster goes on to say um, when he's talking to the hidden people, they have conversations. And when he was asked about what the conversations are about, they mm. always ask, humans, why do you pollute so much? You have to stop this global warming and stop this pollution and stop this destroying the atmosphere. You will kill yourselves and you will also kill us and all the other dimensions too if you don't change. There's a message. Yeah, there is a message right there. Greta Thunberg would be very happy to hear that Absolutely. message. Absolutely. But I, I, there are, I mean, when I was digging into fairies a little bit, there are all different types of fairies and you could have nature fairies who very specifically are out there to look after the environment and help your help your plants grow and give your green thumb, you know, a little bit more of a green twist. I don't know. A but green twist. You know much about a little you they make your green thumb a little greener. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know much about these? What the nature, nature fairies? fairies? No, I don't yeah. really. I know a little no, bit about either. the uh the Irish fairies and stories like when I've been in Ireland because I've got family in Ireland whenever I go there years ago actually I for the first time in my life I heard a fox screaming in the night and I didn't know it was a fox and my brother-in-law was also there he's Irish and we were both working on a film at the time Braveheart and we the next day I went in to do the makeup for all these all the boys who were the um either the they were from the army they were the extras so I was doing their makeup I was asking one of the chaps about this noise that I heard in the night. And he said, oh, that was the banshee. You've heard the banshee. <laughs> and he had me so frightened because you only hear the banshee when someone's about to die. <gasps> it could have been you. Well, I'm still alive. I know. Because I don't it wasn't think a banshee. You it. it was a wolf mating. <laughs> no, it's not a wolf. It was a fox. Oh, a fox. <laughs> Michelle, get with I'm the getting program. it all wrong. Um, oh, Fox, all the same. You don't hear the banshee scream when you're going to die. You hear the banshee scream when someone close to you is about to die, I believe is the myth or the legend. Hang on. What is that noise? That Fairies. Uh, it's the fairies. Goddamn fairies. That was a fairy gong Ooh. saying stop taking the piss, <laughs> the piss. out of us. <laughs> Believe in me. <laughs> so did you actually do any research apart from... So you did. You said you, you looked into the nature fairies. Gretchen, my daughter, no, I thinks didn't. she saw one. She's really? convinced she saw a fairy. Well, well, what did she say? She said she saw a minute person with really fast flapping wings around... Okay. ...in, in amongst the, the na- in, uh, some fl- plants or flowers or something. She's convinced. Well, you know, I... I- did do some research on fairies and not really on nature fairies but I did come across a, a, a report of somebody saying they had seen a fairy and it basically it was somebody oh god I don't know if they were in America or Canada but they were invited to a blizzard party what's that basically, well it means when you're snowed in like people all go to one person's house and they stay the night but they take you know food and board games and whatever hey that sounds like Christmas 
It does. It actually sounds fun, you know. So they all get like snowed in together and just have a good time. Probably booze is involved. Um, but anyway, so this person was saying uh, the friend who hosted this blizzard party was a, a Wiccan, which is a, a white witch. Oh. And this this the host had all these books on like magic and fairies and ghosts and whatever. This person like had a little flick through but didn't think anything of it. Now, I I say this part of the story because I think – these things can infil- infiltrate your mind, especially maybe after you've had some booze at a, a blizzard party. But anyway, so this person says they, they were asleep and then they woke up and felt something on the bed, kind of like when you feel a cat jumping We talked bed. about this in a previous podcast, didn't we? The Incubus Succubus episode. Well, they say it wasn't that, but it basically, you know, this they just felt something walking up towards their face and this person said they could move, but they didn't want to sit up. So they kept their eyes open, mm-hmm. tried to stay calm. And then what they saw was this tiny little person dressed in black with long hair, about a foot high. So not that small, but because I, I was thinking, what, like two inches? Like when you see yeah. little, little Peter Pan style fairy. but. Um, I'm, a, I'm sorry, Michelle, but in my mind, I'm seeing. Do you remember The Ring, that Japanese horror film with the? I never saw it. The lady with the long black hair. I'm seeing oh. that. I'm seeing that oh. in my head. That's okay, well, I, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the trailer for that, and that is fucking terrifying. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe this is. But they were saying basically this this little humanoid. <laughs> They call them boggets. I think that's really? a bad one. Yeah, I think so. I might be wrong. Right in. Anything with the word bog, it's not a nice word. <laughs> anyway, um, so this thing was like striding up the bed Ew. and and it was kind of spindly but well-proportioned. And even though it looked kind of androgynous, this, this person says they could sense that it was a male. Oh. And uh, anyway, basically it just went up. Over this person's head. He wasn't trying Walked on, across he? the pillow. No, there was no sex. Oh, <laughs> Geordie. Um, and then uh, basically it, it it just hit the hit the bookshelf. And, what? You know, well, it jumped off the pillow and hit the bookshelf. Oh, so he hurt uh, himself. Yeah. And then landed and, uh, well, I don't know if he hurt himself, but landed and, and was gone. So I don't Weird. know. And this guy says... I wasn't suffering suffering from sleep paralysis. I was awake. Um, he, actually, he says, I hadn't been drinking. I had not been meditating on the existence of fairies. Right. But cannot explain. This is So he's just said all the things that I would have come up with in response to exactly. seeing or feeling that. He, he knew yeah. he was fully conscious. And he thinks he basically had an encounter with a fairy and then there are all these other things on the internet of people who think they've seen fairies because they've seen dancing dancing Mm. orbs of light oh yeah in front of them and and whizzing light whizzing past and they know that it's not a a firefly or anything like that yeah so how amazing michelle i think you ought to be a little bit careful what you say because you don't want to upset them yes but you know what um look when i was doing a little bit of research I read this passage from of all people and we were talking about her recently from Doreen Virtue oh Doreen yes and she had spoken about fairies Mm. and okay look this must be from the old Doreen Virtue before she became born again 
Um, but it was basically that fairies are real, but only people who believe in them or who are open-minded or have a pure heart can see or sense in them. I've heard that before. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a pure heart no, then because it's black I... as coal. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Because, and look, so I went to the Doreen Virtue website because obviously, um, look, I had a pack of her tarot cards. Yeah. I think they might've even been the Oracle cards that I bought years ago from, God, this little new age shop on Crown Street in Sydney with my sister. And um, and you had said your friend Tamira had talked to you about the fact that Doreen had denounced her <laughs> new age past. That's right. Because she's she was really one of the... the she was big... the leading lights in the angel world, wasn't she? And fairies too. Yes, oh. absolutely. You know, she was super massive in the whole kind of new age spiritual world and she made angels and fairies popular and so she does talk about about fairies a lot and she made a lot of money I look I actually looked up how much she's worth 116 million she made from all her new age products including all this stuff about fairies so tell me Michelle what on earth made her realize that they don't exist and she became a born-again Christian and she denounced everything. Well, look, I, I did go on her website and on her about page, it basically says she was raised um, in like the religion of Christian science. I didn't even know what that was. Do you know what Christian science is? It's quite, it's quite extreme, isn't it? Well, like, basically, well, basically, it's the new name for the Church of Christ. And I was Which laughing because... Well, I don't know, but it's the one that my sister and I stole the pamphlets for uh, and went round door knocking, <laughs> singing, we, we are, are the, the Church of Christ. Yes. So, but apparently the Church of Christ is, um, it's com- it's a combination of religion and mysticism. Okay. Which I actually think sounds quite interesting. But anyway, um, and spirituality. So I guess this is where she initially had the foundation of her beliefs. But oh, anyway, back to her about page. Um, oh, fuck. Sorry. Can, can, you okay? I want to hear about this, but I'm I'm getting excited back here and I'm knocking things left, right and centre. Maybe it's oh, the no. fairies in the room. The fairies are fucking you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, look, she was the queen of the New Age and she literally was the top-selling New Age author pretty much of all time. I think even more than Donna Hay and all that lot. But she thinks she was deceived and basically, Jesus called her. Like, not on the phone, but like he, she had this calling. Doreen. You know, to, <laughs> but she had this calling and, and she felt that, that she had been a sinner. And because of all the angel talk and the yes. fairy talk. Yes. And making all that cash out of them as well. I bet that's not on. Oh, well, I mean, she's not giving it back, is she? Who's giving back 116 million? I'm not, no one's giving that money back. But she's now studying theology and she renounced everything she's ever done related to anything new age. When and was basic, this? this? This was a, well, basically, she said for 58 years she believed in this new age thing. And I think now she's like in her mid 60s. So probably Amazing. for, yeah. And she said everything she ever did before was basically bullshit. You know, I I wonder if somehow she actually has influenced you in believing in fairies because she no. was huge, really. Nothing to she do with that. So, she no. was so huge. All of her, 
products. Well, Enid Blyton so was the one that got oh, turned me on. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, of course. Magic Faraway Tree. Absolutely. Magic Faraway mm. Tree and everything that she'd ever written. And then yeah. from there, I had that book, which I've still got. Um, it's like the Encyclopedia of Fairies, which I discovered in a charity shop oh. when I was about 15. And I've been devoted to that ever since. And then, of course, my affiliation with Ireland. Whenever I go to Ireland... People will tell they they in an Icelandic way almost sort of believe a little bit as well. Yes, I don't know too much about that, but you probably do. They definitely More. have yes. Well, in, leprechauns. Well, they, they've got them like a rainbow at the end. That's <laughs> it. Pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Four leaf yeah. clovers. All of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? When I was when I was going through the uh, internet, I I found this thing because I was looking up fairies and I was like what the fuck is this so basically there is a fairy census what's that yeah it's a report from 2014 to 2017 it's more than 160,000 words long this is no this is like a massive fucking report um i found it on fairiest.com and apparently the point of this report is not really to prove that fairies exist, but more to document who sees fairies and when they see them and where they see them. Mm. And basically to get an idea of the circumstances around when people see them. So some of the questions they asked was basic stuff like the gender of the person who saw the fairy, but also the gender of the fairy. When the sighting happened, the time, the location, if the person was with anyone else, how long the sighting went on for, the mood of the fairy. So if the fairy was like angry or friendly or Poking your whatever. eyes with a pine needle or something. Exactly. And then also what kind of state the person was in before they saw the fairy. So I guess if the person was feeling happy or angry or if they'd just woken up or if they were just drifting off to sleep or whatever. Michelle, I'd be really interested to know if there was any patterns that come out of this. Yes, well, I think there, I think there are because they also ask things like um, if they heard fairy music. Mm-hmm. Fairy like, music? What the fuck yeah. is fairy music? What it's does that thing. sound like? But what does it sound like? It and sounds then, like something you've never ever heard before, like unless you've twinkling heard it. little bells. And then they they ask if they actually did think they saw a fairy, or maybe it was a ghost, or an angel, or an alien, or something else. And the one thing that it was apparently really frequently repeated by people taking the survey was that, and I mentioned this before, that fairy sightings were like, they were, they were seen as, as glowing orbs of, of light. And that um, they also mentioned seeing these orbs in photographs, which I find really fascinating. Did you see some? The, well, I have seen one and actually a friend sent me a picture with a glowing orb of light just a couple of months ago. A, a friend's actual personal photograph or something that they found? No, her personal, fo- <gasps> her personal photograph. Look, her partner just recently died and she sent me this picture and said, what the fuck do you think this is? And there was a picture of her. There was absolutely no way that this realistically could have made sense. But on the photograph... Literally, it was cold. It was in Australia and it was cold. She was wearing this massive jacket. And over her heart was this glowing orb of light. I just texted her back and I said, well, that's her spirit. That's mm. that's what's in that photograph. I mean, it was really 
insane. That's amazing. Yeah. And apparently this is what people often um, have remarked on in this fairy fairy census is that, yeah, they... Or feathers. They They see see feathers after somebody's died. Because that happened to um, some of my family members when my sister died. Yeah. Fuck. That's, it's, it's really interesting. I find that stuff really interesting. But people sort of thought that maybe these orbs of light that they saw, and not necessarily connected to a dead person, but basically in photographs, were, were fairies. And there's a quote from one woman who says, and I'll read it out. It says, I was sitting in my living room one night and I saw a little ball of light whiz past the window. There were several other little orbs of glowing light. They were around the size of tennis balls. And on closer inspection, you could see the outline of spindly little bodies glowing. I love it. Yeah, me too. Like, do you know what? If I actually saw that, maybe I would be a believer. I don't know. But I've never seen anything like that. Um, so who knows? But do you know what? You you can actually go on and take the survey. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> to be, I went on and, and did this survey. And look, it's a bit shit in some ways because it asks if you believe in them. And I was like, no. But then it gets you to imagine a scenario where you see fairies in a wood, but they don't see you. So I guess like that part of the survey is more about your perceptions of fairies rather yeah. than encounters. But I think there is a link, actually, where you can describe your fairy sightings or experiences. But I didn't click onto that because I haven't had any. And I, I just don't believe. But if you believe in fairies and you've had one, seriously, go on to fairy. I've never had a fairy experience. But I would love to know about the census. What is the what is the usual thing that happens? Are you male? Are you female? Do you see male or female ones? Are you happy? Are you sad? What's the, well, what's you can, the story? I think, you can download all that data, okay. I think, and and you can figure it out. But I, I just didn't have time. But if you're interested, it's I think it's all there, and you can you can see if there are any patterns with you know how with the circumstances around people seeing fairies. So I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Amazing. And then do you know what I was? Because <laughs> you know, obviously, I've just said to you before, like I've always thought fairies are cute little pretty flying things like Tinkerbell or when you lose a tooth and you have a tooth fairy of course of course which comes from Scandinavia apparently when uh like way way back in the Vikings where Vikings would carry the teeth of their kids basically during battle to keep Mm. them safe and give them good luck so I don't yeah it is nice I don't know how that (laughs) involves money but anyway but you know I, I was talking to you about Sweden and how there's this sort of connection and and Iceland and Norway and Denmark and Sweden all those Scandi countries they do have this this cultural um connection to like you say hulda folk and and elves and and fairies and things but also trolls oh yes of course did you see that great film troll hunters no oh that's brilliant no i tell you what i did see a troll and, oh no oh i know what you're going to say Yes, you bloody do, because I'm sure I talked to you about it at the time. So Tell it must me. have been like two years ago. Andreas, who is Swedish, um, We, when we try and watch anything together, uh, it has to either be a Swedish film that has English subtitles or an English series with Swedish subtitles. Um, so we both can enjoy it. And basically, we'd seen, we'd seen this poster um, for this 
nice Swedish film. And the poster looked beautiful. It were these it were these two people swimming in a Swedish lake and there were all forests around it and it basically looked like a love story and it was called Border. And so I said, "Oh well, yeah, this is good. Let let's just watch this." So we basically thought it was going to be this like Swedish love story. So look, I won't give too much away in case anyone actually wants want to, to check see it this out. film. Yeah, yeah. But um, so look, it's about this woman who works at border control. So basically, oh, I get it. Customs, yeah. yeah. And she spends her days looking for people who are, you know, smuggling dodgy shit into into Sweden. But she has this gift where she can literally smell guilt on people mm. and shame and, bas- you know, whenever anyone's doing um, any anything bad or hiding nasty shit. So the thing is, this woman is basically a troll. And, I mean, in the film, she is hideous looking. Even when Abs- she's a border control cop. She's or- a troll. Like, and it's this woman who's actually in real life beautiful and they put all this prosthetic makeup on her and she looks fucking terrible. I mean, hideous. And uh, and so she, it's all about her and this, and she ends up meeting this other troll as well. And so it turns into kind of troll love story. And then in, in the film, this baby gets stolen, but not in a changeling way, which actually is part of Fairy like folkloric. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. But this is more about like human trafficking. Oh. <laughs> but um, all I will say is really this film is the most fucking weird, bizarre film. And it has the most disturbing sex scene I've ever seen in a film. I mean, (laughs) I can't even tell you what it was because it's so insane. It's just what the fuck just happened. And look, I can't say I recommend this film. Um, And certainly (laughs) if you're looking... Was it an uncomfortable watch with your partner? It really is an uncomfortable (laughs) watch. And... You know, like you were recommending Elf to me before. I cannot recommend this to anyone because it will scar you for life and certainly do not let children watch this. But it's um, because it's not like cute little trolls. It's kind of gruesome. And this idea of changelings, because I thought, fuck, that's actually really full on. And you were nodding your head before about it. It really is this part of Elf and Troll and whatever folklore where they steal babies. So, and this is in like the UK, Scotland, Wales, like they have this, this idea of changelings and basically the, the trolls steal a human baby and put a troll baby in the place of this human baby. So, I mean, can you imagine like, you So if you've got a baby that's crying, it's a bit unattractive, it's shitting all the time and always hungry, it's obviously a troll. troll. I think I think that (laughs) that started in Ireland, and I think that's because they, if they've had a baby that they're not particularly proud of, they can say it's changeling. Yeah, and you know what? I actually read that in Norway um, centuries ago, children with deformities that were usually caused by rickets um, were, Mm. if you got that child it, it was blamed on the on the holder folk yeah, it's not people. your fault it's someone else no yeah, it's yeah. someone else's fault so God. just kind of uh, that's kind bad of a form. Bit creepy yeah it is creepy it's not it's not good but then um I thought about when you were talking about hidden people do you and this is nothing to do with trolls and nothing to do with fairies but do you remember and this was back in 
the 90s, I think. Uh, mole people. No. The mole people of New York. Oh, yes. There was a film. Yeah. Oh. It was a documentary. And also this woman back in the 90s. Was it I'm like sure a fake documentary? 90s. Well, she's later been discredited. Okay. But at the but I mean the the basic facts of mole people are true. That you know, there it was an ex she, this woman did an expose and look from memory, she kind of did this article that made people realise that underneath New York, where all the old metro subway stations that had been disused and closed, there were all of these homeless people living underground. Mm. Because, you know, especially in New York in winter, I mean, it's fucking cold. I've been there in, in winter. I had a, a, a whole, like, massive, you know, like, time when I was there during that period. And it's it's freezing. And if you're homeless, of course, if you're, you're not going to stay, like, on the street in the snow when you can go underground and be, like, warm and dry inside a, a subway tunnel with all these other people. But it's dark. And this is why they're mole people, because there's no light, you know. So they, they live under there and, um, yeah, I mean, there are whole families that live down there with cats and everything, you know. like wow. they, Yeah, really scary. Not that they're hidden people, but in society they are. They yeah. are the hidden people of our society, yeah. well, of American society. And it's crazy that above ground, New York, one of the richest, most splendid cities in the world, has this kind of literally dark dark mm. subterranean culture right underneath yeah. your feet yeah yeah so look beneath the surface but um that's really all i've got on pixies and that is fairies and bloody amazing and- i loved it i loved <laughs> i loved learning about doreen virtues fall from fairy grace yeah i know shunning I mean, but this could happen to any of us can you i mean not me but what becoming born again christian born and denouncing again. your entire life up to that point <laughs> Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen to me. If it does, we're done. No. (laughs) (laughs) So how is she making money now? Well, she doesn't need to. She's got 116 million in the bank. Sitting pretty. (laughs) She is. You know, she made all her money off those Oracle cards and all her books. And yeah, now she just can read about God for the rest of her life. Just put your feet up, Doreen. You've earned it. Yeah. Maybe that was the plan all along. Make the cash, then you can just turn it back around. Maybe. <laughs> do you know what I? Do you know what I did actually read? And you might remember this. Um, J. M. Barry, Peter Pan. Yes. Apparently, this is a quote. I'm, not, I'm probably not remembering it right, but first star on the right and straight until morning. What the fuck? <laughs> what is That's that? A line from Peter Pan, and I was trying to do Kate Bush. A Kate Bush song that she ha- she has it in there. No, that wasn't what I was going to say. Go on, sorry, I've thrown you. No, 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 no. It was more that um, for every person that doesn't believe in fairies, a fairy dies. That's right. So, so I'm a, I'm literally a fairy killer. I'm a fairy to, killer. You've got to clap, don't you? Clap louder. Do clap you? louder. Yeah. If you believe in fairies, clap because um, Tinkerbell was fa- fading away and she needed the people the people the children to clap loudly to show her that they believed don't don't stop believing <laughs> thanks what was a journey or whatever <laughs> don't, no don't anyway it. it'll be in my head all day i feel like we've really done fairies proud today and hidden folk and oliver i don't know but i would love to see one look if i saw a fairy 
I wouldn't say no. And actually, do you know She'll what? She'll never turn you down. <laughs> so fairies and elves out there, please get in touch. Michelle get Margarita touch. is waiting for your call. Yes, right. do write in, fairies. <laughs> actually, we'd love to hear from any eavesdroppers who are listening and enjoying the show. We had a really beautiful message from an old friend, Naomi, yeah. the other day. And that absolutely made our, both our days to hear that we are, you know, touching people's lives. Well, just it's nice to hear that, well, A, someone actually listens yeah. and, and B, that someone got something out of it because, you know, we're just literally talking shit. We are. But we're open to uh, any conversation starters, guys. If you want to get in touch via the Facebook page, please do. Yes. And on that note, adios. Farewell. Eavesdropping, 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 e